this podcast is dedicated to helping you find your trail to a happier, healthier you by discussing topics like self-improvement, business, health and beauty, and random thoughts about life from a Christian perspective. I'm your host, Tasha Johnson. Do you need help starting or resetting your priorities? During the month of September, in addition to my regular episodes, I'm having a September self-care series. This series is going to focus on getting your mind, body, and soul a much-needed push to start or get back on track. I've got some amazing guests discussing topics ranging from healthcare to career development that will motivate you to take action. This series is going to leave you feeling inspired and ready to invest in yourself. You're worth the risk. Are you enjoying the Hustle and Faith podcast? If so, please be sure to rate and leave a review. Doing so will help others discover this podcast. Thanks again for your support. It is very much appreciated. So today I have the absolute pleasure of speaking with Lynn Roach. Lynn owns For You Language Services, LLC, a full-service multilingual translation and interpretation agency. She provides quality career coaching to future interpreters or translators and those seeking certification and to expand their business. Welcome to the show, Lynn. Good afternoon and good morning, uh, Tasha and all the listeners. Thank you. It's, um, It's a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you for coming on to the show. Thank you so much. Well, why don't you tell our listeners about yourself? Well, uh, Tasha, first of all, I'm a wife and a mother of two. I have one in high school and one in college. Okay. I, as you've introduced me as a business owner, I have been an entrepreneur and I've owned my business for the past 15 years out of the Metro Atlanta area. I have 30 years in my industry, which is translation and interpretation. I mainly focus uh, in terms of uh, interpreting in the field of medical uh, education, legal, immigration, as well as community services. Uh, I'm very passionate about language and culture, and I'm also an author of a book on the industry, which is called A Multi-Billion Dollar Industry, Translation and Interpretation, The Future in Language Careers. Wow. And I speak about that, and I'm particularly reaching out today to your audience, those who are passionate about language and culture or might already be bilingual and perhaps are looking for a career change or who are in school and might be studying a language and would like to know about language careers and opportunities. I would love to, you know, give some time to sharing that information and opportunities. So thank you for allowing me to have some time with you and your audience. Of course, of course. I was definitely drawn to, um, drawn to you because I also share that desire to learn more about other people's cultures. And I actually do speak Spanish. So conversationally, like I can hold my own in a conversation. So when I saw your profile, I was definitely like drawn towards you. So (laughs) excellent. That's great. I, I love languages. I'm passionate about learning more. Um, And I know one of the questions you had asked was probably about, you know, what languages do I speak? Yes. I get get, um, often asked that. So I speak a little English, as you can tell. Of course. (laughs) And I'm also fluent in French, as well as Haitian Creole. And Haitian Creole is the one of the uh, official languages, as well as French, uh, from the um, 
country of Haiti, which is where I'm originally from. Wow. I was born in Haiti and I emigrated to the U.S. when I was about three years old. So um, I went academically to school in English. So I would say that's probably my first language, but then a close second would be the French and the Haitian Creole. So I speak all three equally. Wow. That is absolutely amazing. And again, Hats off to anyone that speaks more than one language. I I am in, in awe of that. Absolutely inspired by that. So actually, I just want to ask you this. What inspired you to learn all of these languages? Well, I am what you would call a heritage speaker. So in other words, mm-hmm. um, because my family is from Haiti and in our culture, our languages are French and Haitian Creole, mm-hmm. uh, but we were living here in the United States. So obviously all three languages I was exposed to at home. So Mm -hmm. as a heritage speaker, I would hear my parents and my family speaking French or Haitian Creole. So you hear it, you may not engage in speaking it, but I knew it. Gotcha. When when I started, I I spent some time also in Montreal, uh, which is in the the French province of Quebec in Canada. Mm -hmm. And uh, as part of our requirement in core classes in school, we had to take French. So academically, oh. started studying French in the fifth grade, and I was required to take that just like English and math. Um, they were, it was a core subject. So that's where I really had my entree into learning French, uh, learning how to read and write and speak it fluently. So I went on to study it all through middle school and high school. I ended up doing a double major in my undergraduate degree. Um, I have a French degree from Rutgers University as well as political science. And um, so that's where my background in education as far as languages uh, stem from. That that is absolutely amazing. And I'm also jealous of the fact that it was required for you to take another language in Canada, because right here in the U.S., I, I mean, I was blessed with opportunity, like my school offered that as well, but it wasn't a requirement. So I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, why do you feel that, I guess, maybe in the, the U.S., languages aren't necessarily as set up as a requirement? Well, that is a very interesting question. And I'm happy to say that um, in the state of Georgia, where I live right now, that's actually taking a different turn. So, oh, you know, we've, okay. we've been focused a lot on STEM and STEAM. Yeah. So science, technology, engineering art and mathematics um, mm-hmm. for the last 15 or 20 years. I can say there's been a strong push for that in the educational yeah. system, um, you know, um, not only in the, in the colleges and universities, but also in pre-K to 12. So now, for example, in the state where I live in Georgia, um, the state of Georgia has uh, an actual initiative. It's called the World Language and Global Workforce Initiative. And under that program, the Department of Education in the state of Georgia has devoted not only time, the development of curriculum and putting the funding behind to institute different types of um, language programs where they are promoting foreign language studies. So you have, for example, dual language immersion initiatives. So these are programs in the um, K through 12 uh, schools in certain schools, it could be public, it could be private, where they have the student learning in both languages simultaneously. So oh, wow. your, your curriculum, you can be um, taught algebra in English one day, and then you pick up in Spanish the next day. And these are how the students are learning. And so they come out with what wow. they call a uh, Georgia seal of biliteracy. 
Okay, wow. so these students, um, some of them are coming out as, especially if they start in the younger years in the elementary school, and they are uh, right now in Georgia, I believe there's about 70 dual immersion programs throughout the state. So they're really pushing that initiative, which makes me very happy as a linguist, obviously, and so yeah. in the language uh, field to know that we are start, we are more there's more emphasis on it, and we are starting at a younger age because we know. Um, that language skills are best acquired prior to age of eight in terms of the brain. But mm -hmm. it does not discourage anyone from learning language at any age, but it's sure. just something where it's readily easier for, for children to learn before the age of eight multiple languages, and it's like nothing to them. It's very, very easy because the brain just picks it up. They don't have that much language to begin with to be able to compare, oh, I have to learn a new word in vocabulary. Yeah. Like we would process it as an adult. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I hope that actually spreads to Illinois. So I'm in the Chicago, uh, Chicago area. area. It is yeah. catching fire elsewhere in different uh, areas. Um, you know, but like I said, I just happened to mention about Georgia because that's where I live. And so I'm very pleased about um, the opportunity for more students. Because let me tell you, the, 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 the reason this is so critical is because mm -hmm. the demand of the workforce. Right now, yes. today, um, employers are seeking bilingual uh, folks, whether you're an interpreter or a translator, that's a, another career choice. That's sure. detailed and more uh, rigorous training to be that. But just to have the bilingualism, it brings an asset to that company, to that employer. So, and also in the military, because the military, for example, will compensate um, folks for having second or third language acquisition. They have an actual, uh, you know, incentive pay for this. Wow. wow. So the, the more you have language skills, wherever you go, you're offering that as an additional asset to your employer, regardless of the language that you speak. But if it happens to be one of the languages, like let's say in the military, that they're looking for, for national security or foreign intelligence, then you know, you're definitely gonna be in demand and you're definitely gonna be able to have that opportunity to not only study further on the military's dime, and further your career and get your accreditations and what have you, but also get uh, a higher pay. Yeah, that I, I definitely fantastic, fantastic. So what advice would you give people who say it's too hard to learn another language? Because quite frankly, you named a whole bunch of incentives right there that I would still, <laughs> you know, go over those obstacles. But what advice would you give people who say it's too hard to learn? Well, I would say, Tasha, it's not too hard. And let me share you why. I will tell mm -hmm. you as a personal story of mine, during COVID 2020, when we had our major shutdown across the country here in Georgia, I was uh, teaching in the school district at the time. And uh, we all went on pause and went online. Mm -hmm. And during that time, I found myself trying to be productive. And so I took on the, the task of learning Portuguese myself. Wow. which is a language that I did not know. I was always fascinated by the Brazilian culture in particular, but certainly Portugal and, and just the Portuguese people, um, the Portuguese language. I love in the Brazilian culture. I love the, the music, the samba, the bossa nova. I love oh, the, yeah. uh, the, the food. Yeah, uh, The food is very similar to the Caribbean in terms of how they eat a lot of meat and rice and things like that. So I have an affinity for that culture. And I started on an app. And I'll, I'll share with your listeners, there's an app called Duolingo, D-U-O, Lingo, L-I-N-G-O. 
Um, it is a free app. And of course, like all apps, they have a, a version that you can um, subscribe yep. to and pay money. But I use the free app myself. And you can set reminders that mm -hmm. helps you remember to do your homework however often you want to do it. But it's very interactive. It's very fun. And yeah. it's something that anyone can do whether you're a child or whether you're an adult. And let me share with you, for our adult listeners, language is a great way to keep your mind sharp because mm -hmm. you're adding more vocabulary, you're challenging yourself with memorization. So it's a great activity for the brain. So it's never too late to start learning the language. It would be a great thing. And if you love to travel, what better way to show up if you know a little bit about the culture and can yeah. communicate with the language, you know, communicate just for trying, you'll get bonus points just for being able to say yes. something. So yes. I encourage everyone to just do it. And another app I'll share with your list listeners is another one, which is called B Lingua. And Ooh. that's B just like the B buzz B E E and Lingua L I N G U A. And what that app is about um, reading comprehension. So you would read uh, a story in English and at the bottom of the page, you could have it in Portuguese or Italian or French, whatever language you want to study. And what I do is I read it in the foreign language and then I go back and read the English to see what percentage did I really understand. Wow. So, so okay. it's a very interactive, again, they have a free version and then of course you can always subscribe and get further deeper into more articles. They have all kinds of articles. You can learn technology, medical books, all kinds of things you can read. Okay. First of all, thank you so much for sharing those, uh, sharing the information you just shared, because I didn't know about that B-Lingua, that I cannot wait to check that one out, because yeah. that's something I would Article, love to increase. Books, yes. Very, that's, very cool. that's awesome. And I've done Duolingo. Second, everything that you said about Duolingo. I, I absolutely love that app. It is amazing. And I actually have the paid um, the paid version. Yeah, yes. because I'm studying Spanish. So in- Excellent. Yeah, Spanish. So that's and... been, yeah, that's what I've been doing myself. So that's awesome. At my age, you know, and I, like I said, I've been in business 30 years. So, you know, I'm not 31. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I myself have undertaken that and I've enjoyed it and I've progressed and I like it. So I encourage everyone to just pick it up and pace yourself. And, you know, you'd be surprised how much you can, you know, really pick up and just, even if you do 20 minutes a day, I say 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the evening. Yep you'd be surprised how much you can pick up. Yeah, you're absolutely right on that. And and again, um, just to kind of second, once again, what you've said, my mom is actually learning Spanish too. So I've been taking Spanish for a long time, but she recently started and she loves Duolingo too. So yeah. everything you said. <laughs> great, great. I'm glad that, you know, folks are using it. It's, by the way, it's the number one app for language learning. Uh, so I, something right. Of course. Yeah. I absolutely love that app so much, so much. So let me ask you this. So why did you create for you language services? I created my company for you language services, twofold, one out of necessity and one out of passion. So oh, the necessity okay. part came out of, um, I had my second child and I wasn't ready to go back to work. Mm -hmm. the size of the home I needed to care for her and then also I just needed to be close to home so sure. I you know being a person that doesn't sit, sit still I still want to be able to do the work that I enjoy and love and I'm passionate about which is my interpretation and translation which is at the time I was working in the school district as a full-time interpreter 
um, where we would provide interpretation and translation of documents that would go home to parents. So let's say there was a case of head lice in the school and mm. the nurse would say, could you please translate that and send it out in these different languages, depending on the population, what they needed correspondence in, and our office would handle that. Or let's say there was a special education uh, meeting of a student who had special needs um, and they needed therapy, whatever it was, uh, uh, it might be speech therapy, it might be that they need to be put in a special type of class or setting. So let's say the parents were not fluent in English. Well, we want them to be fully aware of their rights as a parent and to be fully aware of the educational uh, system and what's being offered to their child. So we would provide an interpreter during the session, during the meeting, so that the parents were fully engaged and aware and able to participate in the communication and sharing of information and be in control of what was going on with their child in that school. Wow. Okay. So that's, that's one thing that I was doing. Now I created my, my company because I couldn't go back to that. So I stayed home and I said, well, I can do this, you know, kind of like freelance, you know, pick up, sure. you know, I've been doing this for a long time. And, you know, uh, I, first I started subcontracting with other agencies that had bigger uh, contracts, let's say with the hospitals or school districts. So uh, it allowed me to work when I wanted to. And then I started taking on my own projects, which really I got passionate about because I get to work with who I want to work with. I get to engage in different things that, I, that are of interest to me. So that's, that's really where I've been with For You Languages. And over the years, I've expanded to different things from just doing the interpretation aspect and translation aspect to now coaching and educating others and doing speaking engagements and also having written a book on the industry. Wow, that is fantastic. I, I love that story, how you literally created your own opportunity. I tell people that all the time, you know, don't just get kind of stuck in um, thinking that you just have to have just kind of like a nine to five. You literally created your own opportunity. That's amazing. Thank you. It wasn't easy, trust and believe, but sure. if you believe in what you're doing and you, and if you, and if you toil, if you work, you know, you, yes. you got to work at it, you know, of course uh, you can achieve it and, and you got to not be afraid to step out there and uh, do what you have to do to make it, ha- you know, happen, you know, just okay. as you're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what technique or techniques have you done to help you learn another language? What I have done and what I recommend is reading in both languages, like I've already discussed, like the link yeah. the reading comprehension app, listening uh, to records, you know, listening to songs, watching music videos, watching foreign films with subtitles, you know, yeah, um, you know, engaging in that culture, you know, when you have an opportunity to speak the language, whether it's travel or locally, if there's a festival, you know, just engage yourself in that community. Yeah, I I definitely agree on that. And do not allow yourself to um, use, oh, I'm going to be embarrassed as an excuse because we all have to start somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Somewhere and mistakes will be made and it's okay. You have to be kind to yourself and progress will be made because you'll make mistakes and then you'll learn from your mistakes and you'll grow. Exactly. It's okay. It's all right. And you know what? The folks that are listening to you speak, they are more endearing and patient than you'll ever believe. So don't. True. They will, they'll, they'll understand because they know how hard it is to learn another language. Mm-hmm. So there's exactly. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is your most memorable experience as a linguist? 
Well, I saw that and I thought to myself, that's a difficult question. And I tell you, because <laughs> not every day, every day is different. There's no of two days that are alike because of the work I do. I never know what I'm walking into, especially when I'm doing interpretation or even getting a translation assignment. I'll mm-hmm. tell you, just the other day, I did voice recording, which I'd never done in this capacity where I was recording um, hurricane and disaster preparedness in Haitian Creole for uh folks living in florida in south florida there's a huge haitian population Mm -hmm. and so i did about 15 or 16 different recordings of these evacuation and you know where to go for help and this and that and different you know different little scripts i had to read so that was very interesting i mean again always branching out always doing different things you know so i enjoyed that um i i guess the most rewarding aspect of my job is really the fact that I'm able to impact people's lives. And I'll give you a, for example, you know, we bridge a communication gap through language, okay? You don't speak English, you're living in an English speaking, predominantly English speaking country. You're about to, um, you're in a court system. Maybe you're facing immigration deportation. You need to plead your case to be granted maybe asylum. Mm-hmm. Local asylum, refugee status, what have you, and you have a language barrier, which is an obstacle to your case being heard. Mm-hmm. I, as an interpreter, coming in and facilitating that communication that may result in you being able to plead your case to be able to stay here, well, that's great for that person. Yeah. Someone's having a surgery. They need to have informed consent as to what the surgery is, when it's going to take place, what the risks are, what the uh, post-operational um, services that are available and, and you know, what, what can ha- the results can be. You want to be informed. If you were somewhere in China and in Italy and you were having a surgeon come to talk to you, you would want to know exactly what they're talking about. Yeah. You want to skip a word. You want to know exactly what's going on and exactly what's being said. And you want to be able to express yourself and reciprocate in the conversation. Those are kind of things that, you know, are very joyful for me to be able to help in that moment, to help these parties communicate and to be able to see that they can progress in their relationship, whatever it is, uh, if it's the doctor with the patient or, you know, the court system with an asylee, you know, uh, an attorney with their client, you know, just to be able to be part of that component to help facilitate you know, those kind of, that kind of work and service that is so important and critical to people's lives is very rewarding and what I most enjoy. So no two days are alike. I never know what I'm going to walk into, but I have many awesome uh, work memories that I treasure and that keep me going. That's awesome. And and again, just the breadth of all of the variations that you have to be able to walk into, like from one minute, it sounds like you're doing voiceover work. The next minute you're helping someone possibly stay within the country. I mean, that, that is awesome. I think that's amazing. Well, thank you. And that's just because of my long career. Um, Most folks tend to perhaps uh, because you have different categories doing medical is different than doing legal or court because of the terminology, first of all. Mm-hmm. The systems are different. The requirements are different. The training is different. But over an extended period of 30 years of being in the business, I had opportunity to engage in multiple layers of the industry. Um, so I've seen it all from different angles. So that's why I'm able to bring you know, those experiences you know, to share with students and 
others who are entering the field to, to share, you know, draw my experiences because I've had that long career. But, you know, generally speaking, I recommend folks to just think about what you're most interested. It's not that you can't do it all, but you can't do it all at the same time. So you may start off as an interpreter, a medical interpreter, working um, outpatient care at a clinic, uh, you know, inpatient, doing physical therapy or what have you. Uh, That's medical. Medical terminology, medical environment is totally different from working in a court system uh, Mm -hmm. or immigration um, or in the community um, services, like let's say working with um, child protective services or uh, folks who have receiving um, food stamps or different government benefits, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just a whole different dialogue. It's a whole different setting. And so you have to prepare differently. And as well, translation, by the way, is the writing of text. So you're translating something from English to let's say Spanish. It's the written communication. That's translation. We, I know we use the words interchangeably interpretation and translation. So here's the translator. And I have to say, do you want me to write something or do you want me to speak? Because if I'm speaking, I'm the interpreter. Um, and if I'm writing, I am the translator. Gotcha. Okay. And and thank you for actually clarifying that that difference because I was probably one of those people that probably said both for yeah, the okay. same <laughs> <Yeah>. translator. <laughs> yeah, we understand. We understand. And I think translation is or translator is kind of like the overall global, you know. Yeah. Uh, terminology. And also, while we're on the subject of interpretation and translation, let me not forget to mention ASL, American Sign Language, Uh which is also another form of communication for the uh, deaf and hard of hearing community, um, which we as foreign language interpreters have piggybacked off of their set of standards, because they were the first under the American Disabilities Act to institute and demand that interpreters be available, let's say for medical appointments and for judicial appointments, you know, judicial uh, um, um, cases and whatnot, you know, that these interpreters had to be uh, available to that community because they couldn't, you know, communicate otherwise. So we as foreign language interpreters are following them and setting our standards and everything else that we do. Fantastic. Oh my goodness. I I learned a lot right there. Thank you for that. (laughs) So I know you speak a variety of languages and as a fellow language learner, I I have certain words that I absolutely love to say. So I'm kind of curious, what is your favorite word and why? Okay. My favorite word, and it's occurring today, by the way, once I give the definition for everyone, my favorite word is serendipity. And the definition is the occurrence and development of events by chance in a happy or beneficial way. So I say it's serendipitous for us to have had this conversation today for you to have invited me to participate and share this information uh, and, and opportunities with your listeners. So serendipity. I love that. Thank you. And, and I do feel, uh, you know, quite blessed to have this opportunity to speak with you as well, because I'm learning a lot. So I, and I know our audiences as well. So this has been great. So what's been the most influential resource for your career? Because again, I don't meet too many linguists, right? (laughs) So that's why I want to know what's been the most influential resource for your career. 
I would have to say uh, professional associations that I network with. Um, ah, okay. So you have the American College of Teachers of Foreign Language or ACFEL, which are also accrediting uh, bodies. Uh, in other words, if you want to get your interpreter certification and things like that, they have a lot of resources. They're also in the schools pushing for language initiatives and, and um, you know, to, to be competitive in the global workplace and things like that. So I would have to say, you know, uh, networking on LinkedIn, uh, being part of multiple uh, language groups and translator interpretation associations and fellowshipping, um, you know, with, you know, different seminars, you know, who's doing workshops, you know, just connecting with other professionals in my state. So, you know, we're not in a vacuum by ourselves. There's a global market. Interpretation is everywhere, all across all industries. I'll give you, for example, uh, we've recently had the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, which has affected every economy, every country worldwide. Mm-hmm. Well, originating in Wuhan, China, um, we had to get that information to the rest of the world. The interpreters and translators were absolutely on the on the front line, oh, making wow. sure that that information could be relayed to the medical community, the uh, pharmaceuticals who were developing this um, drugs and antivirals and you know vaccinations and all that. That is the work of interpreters and translators because. The doctors didn't have time to go learn, you know, Mandarin Chinese, you know, to oh, interpret wow. what was on the page to figure out the lab reports. No, that had to be done by the work of a translator into oh, English, into German, into Italian, into French, and to whatever. You know, you never really think about that. Is, that is, I just thought about that. Like that hit me because you're absolutely right. Like you, without you guys, we never would have found out. You I just you couldn't, do, you couldn't do the research, not in the time span. Exactly. Yes. Yes. This, yes. This had to be done yesterday. We were all on fire going, oh my gosh, what is this? What do we do? So you have all these countries, everybody's got their own, you know, national health agency trying to combat this mm-hmm. the government trying to combat this. Well, they need information like yesterday. So mm-hmm. they have to have it translated immediately. They have to have these reports, these 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 research um, information, all of that done. Yeah, that is, that's that's amazing. And again, thank you all for your service on that. I I never even thought about that, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. And then crisis in in crisis all over the world. Interpreters on the front line. Yeah. You watch a news report. You know, CNN, ABC, wherever. They're reporting from Egypt. They're in, you know, Tel Aviv and yeah. Israel. They're all around. Well, these interp- these um, journalists don't speak every language for yeah. all the countries they travel to. They might have a background in French or Spanish or two or three languages. Sure, a lot of them are bilingual, but they don't speak all the different languages that and and to the extent that they would need to for effective communication. So sure. again, these interpreters and translators are right by them, you know, doing that work to facilitate their work. Oh my goodness. Now you got me thinking about those folks, especially on the front lines and, and like war torn areas. Y'all are fearless too. You guys are fearless. (laughs) Yes. Well, you only look at, you know, what happened when they pulled out of Afghanistan, not to get political about it. Yeah. Some of the people that were trying to be evacuated were the translators that had been side by side with the soldiers. Wow. That's amazing. Making sure that they understood the communique that was coming through so they would be safe. Yeah. Oh my and they goodness. were left on the ground or 
or some of them got out, some of them were still left behind or what have you. So yeah, they do very important work. Yes, definitely, definitely. So I cannot believe this, but when you look at the calendar, we are almost near 2023. I don't know about you, but I don't know where the time went. (laughs) Yeah, the years, I mean, the older you get, the years go faster. I don't know, somehow. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I definitely agree on that. But if you had to choose one word to represent your goals for this year, what would it be and why? Uh, The word I would use is expansion. And the expansion is in terms of my knowledge, my resources, my influence. So I want to be able to spread the knowledge like I'm doing today with your listeners and audience to be able to, um, you know, explain about my industry, to share the information about opportunities, uh, just expanding this. And so one of the areas that I'm particularly targeting are the are the high schools and colleges where our students are perhaps have the opportunity to be exposed to foreign languages but they may not know why it's so serious that they take up that opportunity so mm-hmm. what i find many times when i lecture um and i do go around to different schools and, and things like that is when i ask the question okay who here has ever taken a, a foreign language and you have 98 percent of the room's hand goes up and then I'll say, okay, how many of you are fluent? And then you've got three hands left. That's so true. <laughs> and so my question is, what happens in between? Why are we losing mm. folks? And it seems to be that, you know, students are taking the courses. They're doing well enough to get by and pass the class. But there's no passion behind really studying it and learning it and understanding the language, the culture, and pursuing it to the extent that, they achieve the fluency or proficiency that they would need to be bilingual. Mm. And, and what does that mean? If like, for example, you're studying Spanish, I speak French, the mm. more fluent you are, the more opportunities you have to be able to use that skill set as a linguist, to be able, mm. even if you're not working as an interpreter or a translator, but you can at your company offer yourself as an asset because if they ever have someone that walks in and, and speaks Spanish or Chinese or whatever, they can pull you and say, hey, can you come and sit in on this meeting? You know, mm-hmm. even though you're not an interpreter, but at least you're someone that can warm that client up until they can get an interpreter in, you know what I mean? For yeah. an actual serious conversation and details. So it's an asset, no matter what the language is. And I'll tell you the top languages for anyone to study right now, um, the world languages, of course, Spanish, English, English, Spanish, French, Arabic, Mandarin, Chinese, Vietnamese, Hmong. These are the top languages, Russian. And now because of the conflict in Ukraine, Ukraine, uh, Ukrainian interpreters and translators are so in demand, they can't even find them. Oh, wow. Okay. They, they're just, you know, because you have to understand um, many of these folks were working in a concentrated area, probably like in DC, working with the foreign intelligence or mm-hmm. working with the government. Now all of a sudden they're needed everywhere. They're needed in the hospitals, they're needed in the cases, you know, for asylum. there's just not enough qualified competent folks available so you know the word is out there if you have a language skill you have a passion you have an interest if you have the opportunity to study really make it count really try to learn the most you can 
during the time you're studying that language and do something on your own, like through the apps, you know, brush mm-hmm. up on it. It's never too late. You know what? I, I wish I would have uh, met you much earlier in my career. <laughs> and the reason I say, yeah, and the reason I say that is because, you know, I, I just, I just didn't realize all of the avenues learning another language opens up, you know, for you. I just happened to learn that kind of, you know, through happenstance, but you, you've laid it out so beautifully in this, in this interview. So I really want to thank you for that. Well, thank you. The only thing I want to say, as I, which I haven't mentioned, but this is what draw, drove me to write my book, is that this is a multi-billion dollar industry. In wow. other words, if you just consider who is spending money to use interpreters, this is everywhere. Our U.S. government is spending billions of dollars. That's a word I just made up, billions uh, <laughs> of dollars. <laughs> you have all of these languages available. Uh, for different types of projects, I want to have you. I'll give you. I'll quote you a few uh, statistics. In 2018, this is the top U.S. government translation interpretation contracts. How much money the government was spending? The Department of Defense, uh, seven million dollars to one company. Uh, Department of Justice, seven point five million dollars to another company. Oh my. Um, Department of Homeland Security sent out about $25 million to more than six different companies. Department of State sent out another $5 million to a couple of companies. That's just the government in DC. I'm not talking state. I'm not talking school districts. I'm not talking private sector. I'm not talking businesses. That's insane. And the best part about that is that the opportunities for interpreters and translators is highly in demand. Um, the wow. Department of Labor, the U.S. Department of Labor, puts out the Job Outlook Handbook, and it predicts what is the job project projection growth, uh, growth projection for the next decade. And so right now, interpretation and translation is at 25% or more in terms of Ooh. job growth which the average industry, just to give you a marker, is only probably about 4%. Like 4% growth is like steady. Yeah. 7% is great. And anything over 10, 12% is like really good. So at 25%, uh, they don't have enough qualified, uh, certified interpreters and translators right now to even meet the industry needs. Oh my goodness. That is that is fascinating. I, I did not know any of that. So again, thank you for sharing that. That is that is absolutely amazing. So what advice do you have for aspiring translators or interpreters? Well, as I've thank you for that question. As I've I just quoted, you know, some of the statistics and serve in terms of their it's an in-demand career. Definitely. Um <laughs> The growth is just unlimited. You have multiple things you can do with your skills. In other words, you, you, you gain your certification and certification is very important. And the reason I emphasize that, and you don't necessarily have to have a college degree, by the way, you can oh, still wow. be in school and get your certification, except for ASL. ASL does require a bachelor's degree hmm. uh, to be a registered uh, interpreter for the deaf. They have a different criteria, but as a foreign language interpreter, so long as you can meet the, the proficiency level through a language assessment that they would do initially, and then you have to take some courses, and then you have to take a certain, you have to sit for a board certification. Once you pass that exam, 
which you can do truly in six months if you can prepare and get into wow. the training and align yourself with when the classes are and when the tests are being given and things like that. Um, and a lot of training right now is available online. You don't even have to go anywhere. Um, the testing is being done online as well. I mean, they've adjusted and adapted to the environment in which we live with COVID. Um, you can be done and certified in six months and just be looking for work. And, 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 and while you're in school, you can be working part-time, making more than $20 an hour as a student, working from uh -huh. your apartment, not even having to leave, because there's a lot of opportunities for remote interpreting through video chat or over the telephone. That is absolutely amazing. That 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 is amazing. So I, I, again, I know we've got uh, quite a diverse audience, and for those of you that are in college, I hope you uh, perked up on that one because <laughs> being able to have a, a, a steady job like that and steady income that 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 is amazing. That's huge, and it looks very professional on your resume. Doesn't mean yes. you have to be a, a language, a linguist, or yeah. or be an interpreter, but you have that in your back pocket. And yeah. when you're walking in, you can say, hey, this is what I've been doing for the last year and a half while I was going to school. And then you're also networking with professionals in the business that mm -hmm. are creating other opportunities that you'll now be able to be aware of. So it's a great part-time opportunity for, let's say, even language teachers. Maybe you're a Spanish teacher and you have the summers off and you want a summer gig. This is great income. And certainly they compensate if you have higher degrees, you're able to negotiate more. That is absolutely amazing. So Lynn, thank you so much for coming on to the show. If our audience wanted to connect with you, how can they do so? Well, thank you, Tosh, so much for inviting me. And it's been a pleasure to be able to have this moment with your audience and to give them some um, information about my industry, which is interpretation and translation. Um, you can contact me First of all, I'll share my website, which is www.the number four, the letter U, language services with an S.com. So for you, language services.com, that's my website. If you would like to um, contact me, I'm also on LinkedIn. Uh, that would be Lynn, L Y N N, Henry, H E N R Y hyphen Roach, R O A C H. Just put that in your search and that'll come up. I'm also on Instagram and it would be at For You Language, For You Language Services. So the number four, the letter U, Language Services. Fantastic. Once again, Lynn, I have learned so much and I know the audience has as well. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. Thank you so much for having me, and I'm hoping everyone has a fantastic rest of their day. For more of our conversations, stick around for Behind the Scenes. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy listening to Hustle and & Faith and would like to support the show, please consider sharing it with your friends, rate or leave a review, donate, or make a purchase at Starring You Crew, our fitness apparel shop. Remember, if you're everything to everyone, the risk being no one. You never know who you will inspire. See you in the next episode. And that is it. That was awesome. Thank you. I I, I really learned a lot. I, I really do appreciate you coming on to the show. I learned a ton. That I, I think what you do is absolutely fascinating. I, I really do. I've always been 
interested in languages, but I never really had the perspective that you shared today. That is so interesting. Thank you so much. I'm glad that you know, I can share a little bit about what it is that I do and why I'm so passionate about it. And, you know, it's just one of those things that I fell in. I wanted to be an interpreter, but I had no idea how to, uh, to get into the, yeah. and I accidentally fell into it. And it was absolutely my calling. I'm, I'm starting to kind of plan some of the content. I know this is crazy, but again, like with my schedule, I have to do stuff way ahead of time. So yeah. I'm starting to plan some content next year because I really do want more people, especially within like our community to really take a look at learning languages. Because I, I had an interesting experience when I was in uh, Mexico. And that's one of the reasons why I was just like, and, and this happened years ago, but it always stuck with me. And it was my mom and I, we went to Mexico, we were in Oaxaca, and I'm speaking to the waitress in Spanish. And there was a a person that came up and he's like, oh, I'm from, uh, I'm from the U.S., blah, blah, blah. He's like, there's a bunch of us ex expats that are staying over here. You know, and he didn't know that I spoke Spanish. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, oh, you know, if you want to try and pick up some words. And I said, oh, I, I'm good. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I, I said, you know, I, I do speak Spanish too. Mm -hmm. And he just looked at me like thoroughly confused because he had never seen someone that looked like me speak Spanish. Ms. Tasha, can I tell you a story? Yes, please. I, I, and that's, that's why I was just like, oh, I saw your profile. I'm like, I got to get her on the show. Ms. Tasha, let me share with you. First <laughs> of all, I'm my direct access right now, my, my, my focus is historically Black college and universities. There are only 28 of them out of all the schools we have that offer uh, language degrees. Wow. bachelor's and master's. I'm specifically targeting them to come in and do workshops with them. Yeah. And number two, your experience you described in um, in Mexico is me every day I go speak French at any of these hospitals. I bet you. To see me. Yeah. You're waiting for someone other to some Parisian lady to fly in. Yes. <laughs> and yes. They get me and the doctors or whomever, they all the two or three words and they try to say something. I'm like, let's not confuse anybody. Let's stick to your English and I'll stick to what I do. You know, Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes they just I make it worse. But for example, yeah. um, so they come in and, and they're taken aback. And of course yeah. I do my job. The people are happy. The patients are happy. We're communicating. Obviously I'm not making up words because you're asking questions and I'm giving you answers. So yeah. obviously I know the language. You know? Exactly. Um, exactly. But I, it, it, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. And then when I have um, clients or patients that are Francophone, but let's say they're from the African continent and let's say they're people of color, they're always curious as to where I'm from too as well. And they'll ask me, mm -hmm. where are you from? Your accent is different because just like you have folks that are speaking Spanish, you know, Spanish from Colombia, Peru, Puerto Rico, Chile, yes. Mexico, it's all different. variations. And different words mean different. different things in different contexts to different people. Mm -hmm. So in, Fran in French, it's the same way. We have multiple you know, countries around the world that speak French. You've got French from Haiti, from Guadeloupe, from Canada, from France, from Belgium, you know, Gabon, uh, Ivory Coast, uh, the, the Congo. I mean, you've got French from everywhere, Algiers. And along with that language is also culture. So it's not just being uh, bilingual, it's also understanding culture. So 
Yeah. When I speak to my folks of color from, let's say, the African continent, they're always curious. I said, oh, I'm from Haiti. And they're like, oh, and everybody has their opinion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Them, you would think they'd be like, oh, great. But, you know, it depends. Yeah. On who you're, you're interacting with, you know, because so, I'm not from their country. Yeah. I'm yeah. not from even their continent. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I. it's just, that that was one of the reasons why I, I was so passionate about that. And I saw your profile, I said, I knew I had to interview you because that that's something that I'm very passionate about. And again, I'm doing a September self-care series. So I'm hoping more people, as they take time to really kind of evaluate where they want to go next in life, you know, pick up a language while you're at it. You know what I mean? Pick up like, a language. Pick up, <laughs> pick up a, a language. Book. You know, just do something different and don't be afraid of it. I mean, who are you hurting by learning another language? You can only improve yourself. For additional content from Hustle and Faith, check out our plan on the YouVersion Bible app titled, What Film is Playing on Your Screen?